The best gifts are not material, but spiritual, not temporal, but eternal, and not earthly, but heavenly. In the book of Ephesians, we discover a rich list of what God has given to His children. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we open this portion of Scripture and take inventory of all spiritual blessings that are ours in Christ. Recently, a very popular and well-known teacher stated that to become a Christian really doesn't change anything about you. Well, I beg to differ, and on the authority of Scripture, because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Christ will take you just as you are, but praise God, he won't leave you that way. When you come to know the Lord Jesus, he doesn't rent, he buys. And he doesn't move in and out. He moves in to stay, and when he comes in, he starts the largest remodeling project in the history of the world. He starts moving everything out of your life that doesn't look like Jesus and putting everything into your life that does look like Jesus. Yes, I would say it's impossible for the creator God of the universe, the God of perfect light and holiness, to move into a heart and it not change something. We've come today in our study in the book of Ephesians and to the last section of Ephesians chapter 4. Now remember, the whole book really swings on this beautiful hinge of all spiritual blessings. And we, we've discovered so many. Well, could we add this to the list today? Here's a spiritual blessing. How about the change that Christ brings? People don't like change usually, but this is a really good change. It's the best change. Yes, the change that Christ brings is a spiritual blessing. Let's pick up in verse Number 17 of Ephesians chapter 4. This I say therefore in testifying the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness, but ye have not so learned Christ. In other words, the life of a lost man is the exact antithesis of the life of a follower of Jesus Christ. The Bible says uh, they walk in vanity. Oh, he, he brings truth and purpose. Uh, they have been blinded. They walk in darkness. He opens eyes and gives light. They are separated, alienated from God. Christ reconciles us to God. They are ignorant. Christ gives perfect wisdom. Uh, they have given themselves to sin to the point that they're past feeling. Christ makes us sensitive to what God wants. Uh, they live in lasciviousness, unbridled lust. Uh, Christ brings holiness and temperance. Uh, they are marked by uncleanness. He's marked by purity. They, they are marked by greediness. Uh, his life is marked by contentment. Do you see how the change is made here? He goes on in verse 21. If so be that you've heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. I love that expression. The truth is in Jesus. Do you know the one who is truth? Well, I want you to know truth changes everything. Jesus said, if the son thereof shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. When you know Christ, when you really learn who Christ is experientially, not just with head knowledge, but when you know him, 
he begins to change everything. And so, in the rest of the chapter, beginning in verse 22 down to verse 32, he deals with the practicality of what that looks like. Having laid that foundation, he now gives us some framework, and he uses this little analogy of putting off and putting on, like changing clothes. You, you get up in the morning, you lay aside your nighttime clothes, you put on your daytime clothes. At least you're supposed to. Not everybody at Walmart does that, but you're supposed to lay aside uh, the, uh, the things that you used to wear in private, but now you put on new garments. Listen to the wording, verse 22, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Well, we need an emphasis on true holiness again, don't we? The holiness, it starts on the inside, but it doesn't stay there. It comes out. And by the way, you have a choice in it. When we talk about the change that Christ brings, you'll notice that there is a, a conscious decision of the will here, the volition of the person to put off and put on. We cooperate with God. We say yes to the Lord. When the Holy Spirit convicts us, we confess our sins. Uh, when the Lord brings something to our attention, we say, yes, Lord, I'll, I'll make the application. In other words, we must respond to what God's truth reveals to us. And then he really gets down where we live. He starts calling individual things by name. Verse 25, wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we're members one of another. All right, let's put off lying. Uh, lost men can live in a lie. Sin is a lie. And we've all lied at some point. Uh, but saved men don't live deceitfully. Are you living a lie today? Put the lies away. The one who is truth lives inside of you. And truth ought to characterize the life of a true follower of Christ. Verse 26, be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. So we're supposed to put off not only lying but anger. Uh, there's always this temptation to regard my anger as righteous anger and everybody else's anger as fleshly anger. But the truth is most of our anger is not righteous indignation. Most of our anger is just fleshly reaction. And I'll remind you what James said, that the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. And so in your home, in your business dealings, in your responses to others, in the way you deal with critics and, and folks who may think of you as an enemy, uh, be careful to put away anger. If the love of God's in you, it ought to come out. It says in verse 27, neither give place to the devil. That's really connected to the previous verse. I believe an angry spirit gives a place for the devil like nothing else does. You see how he deals here with sins of the spirit as well as sins of the flesh? And then in verse 28, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. So look, put away the lying and speak truth. Put away anger and put on the love of God. Put away stealing and put on a good work ethic. Verse 29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Put away the corrupt communication, the things that tear down and destroy, and instead uh, put on grace, put on the right kind of speech, that which ministers and builds up. He says in verse 30, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed under the day of redemption. It's interesting that this grieving of the Holy Spirit is in the context of sins of the Spirit and words of the flesh. What comes out of our mouth grieves the Holy Spirit. It doesn't just hurt others. It hurts God. 
He says in verse 31, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Do you see the repetition here? Put it away. Make a decision. Lay it aside. Remember the writer of Hebrews said, Let's lay aside every sin that besets us and the weights. Let's lay it all aside. Put it away today. And then he says in verse 32, put this on, be, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Do you see how he brings us back to Christ and the change that Christ brings? And we'll pick up here next time with the first verse of chapter 5, but here's how it starts. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. If you're really a child of God, then you ought to be looking more and more like Jesus every day. If you're really following Christ, then you ought to be a different person and making a difference in this sin-cursed, darkened world. Yes, one of the great spiritual blessings is the change that Christ brings. Will you let the Lord work that beautiful spiritual transformation in you today and rejoice in all spiritual blessings? Isn't it amazing what God has made available for His people? Our sincere prayer is that you will discover all that God has for you and be led to true thanksgiving, worship, and praise. Join us again next time as we continue our study of the Word of God. Until then, thank you for listening. We would love to hear how God is at work in your heart and home. Visit us today at enjoyingthejourney.org.